G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly update, the very last one for the year, Michael. We're in that weird zone between Christmas and the New Year. Yes, we've got that week and we also have, of course, Vic coming up for this week. So a nice, busy week. Indeed. So we are going to be talking about that soon in the show. Um, Obviously, we had Christmas this week, Mike. Did you have a nice Christmas? I did have a very nice Christmas. Thank you, Dale. And yours? Yes, it was good. (laughs) Who'd you spend it with? You. (laughs) (laughs) And we did manage to get each other exactly the same present, didn't we? We did. We managed to buy each other AirPods, which was very nice. They're great. They are. Changed my life. I know. I've been dancing around the house to Spain (laughs) freely without a cord now. Sure. All the young people out there are laughing at that we've you know just got airpods I know now, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well oh good actually look the other thing we did want to cover this week obviously was spain wasn't it not just the albania preview because we did get the spanish songs during the week we did these songs came out a little bit earlier than expected thanks for dropping that on us rtve mm-hmm. but can i say well and truly worth the wait what did you think of the selection Doug? this is one of the best national final selections i've ever really heard to be honest it's really good it reminds me a little bit of you know when destination eurovision came in in 2018 just had a really good selection of uh, songs that represented the french music industry and there was so much to choose from at that point you're like well what am i going to go for what's going to work live and i feel the same way about this selection yeah, I kind of agree. And what's really making me happy is seeing the really positive vibes coming out of Spain from the fans and the media there. They're obviously very happy with the selection of songs they've got. Um, and so they should be. I think it's an excellent, excellent selection. Very difficult to pick a winner. Everybody wants Spain to do well. And I think everyone's incredibly happy to see them doing something that's really good at this stage. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Let's hope they come across live very, very well. The Aussie Vision team did rank the songs and we had their winner. This is Sane with Echo. Incredibly close vote from everyone on the team. Only won by a point, Dale. Uh, Predictable winner this one, was it? I wouldn't say it was a predictable winner. The whole vote was really close. Um, We had nine songs get 12 points from different members of the team. So it was always going to be close. It won by a point. I can kind of see why it got there, though, in the end, mainly because it has kind of a mainstream appeal. It's something that a lot of people are going to like. It's not necessarily that everyone's going to be their number one song, but I think pretty much nearly everybody gave it some points. Everyone gave it at least kind of midfield and above. It was just one of those ones that you are going to enjoy it. So I can see why it came out on top. Yeah, well, it was actually my 12 points, I have mm-hmm. to admit. Look, for this, for me, this is something I would listen to, even not in a Eurovision selection. It is that good. I find, you know, like it's the quality of the production here. Yes, it, of course, is a heavy 80s vibe to it, which is nothing new, and people will probably be rolling their eyes. But this is more on the side of The weekend. Uh, and the level of their production rather than something like Rafale from last year, shall we say. <laughs> um, so so this is very, very nostalgic, but at the same token, it's still very now. It is something you would hear on the radio. I think this is an absolutely cracking song. I hope you can do it live. 
yeah, look, I had down here that I think a lot of people will compare it to The Weeknd because it has that real... Um, it sounds like that, as you said, a contemporary take on that 80s sound. I will say that that is a little bit into the 2020 into 2021. We're now approaching 2022. How that will go down is another thing. But hey, it's popular with the teams still. It's still mm-hmm. working. Because I can't deny that this is a really well put together and catchy song. You can't listen to that and say, that's not a good song. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. There's some downfalls probably to the song, but uh, look, it, it's very, very solid. Some very familiar faces as songwriters there. Jimmy Jansen and Thomas Gison among them. So, oh my God, I've given my 12 points to the Swedish song in the Spanish selection. Quel surprise. Well, I don't know how to say that in Spanish, but uh, I'm not... Que sorpresa. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, look, it's no surprise. Look, you like this kind of music. I Often do. when there's a song in Festival de Cancel, you gravitate to this, this, this sound the stuff that you like and a lot of people will on a kind of pan-European front I just think it perhaps could be seen as a little dated because it's a sound that was from really from 2020 that sort of crept into 2021 also it does this lack an authenticity and is this really what Benidorm Fest is about because isn't this trying to find something that really represents Spanish music industry represents Spain and is going to take them in a new direction this is something I would feel they would have chosen as an internal selection in the last couple of years to try and get some votes because it sounds like other stuff. Yeah, look, I think that is a fair call, to be honest. This is a Spanish selection and it's a not a very Spanish song, but not everything has to have castanets and, you know, paella dripping off it kind of thing, Dale. So, you know. I still think it's a fantastic song. Okay, in that last segment, you might have heard a bit of rain coming through there, Mike. <laughs> we are experiencing a storm here in Brisbane. It has sort of subsided for now. They don't last forever. Mm. But um, you might hear a bit of rolling thunder and a little bit of rain throughout. So we'll see how we go. Rain gets very heavy here in Queensland. Definitely a bit of a subtropical storm, but we'll power on here, Dale. <laughs> Let's go on to a song that was your 12 points here. This is Raiden with Calla de la Lloria. Another song that's got a lot of good publicity out of this selection, Dale. Your 12 points. Talk us through it. This is so good. Look, it only came sixth with the team, but it was a very close vote, as we mentioned. It was only like 16 points off winning. It was pretty close. Um, look, to me, this... I you can't even put this in a genre, right? He does a lot of rap, but to me, there's this kind of driving rap, pop, a little even bit of, sort of uh, guitar rock elements with the, almost a clapping flamenco style mm. of Spaniness, Spanishness coming through with some really interesting lyrics as well, sort of taking down hypocrites on social media and things like that. It just captures you and it keeps going, that driving beat, that little clap moment, those little guitar riffs. I just find this so compelling and the three minutes just flies by. I just absolutely fell in love with it from the get-go. Um, absolutely robbed by the team in sixth place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say I put it in fourth. I do like it. It's got some really great impact, this song. I think it's very Spanish, but I don't think it goes into caricature sort of stages. I do love the traditional elements in that. I, I'm getting that flamenco feel and that beat as well. There's also almost like a spaghetti western opening to the whole thing mm. as well. 
well. So there is a lot going on in this one. Um, I will admit, of all the ones to send, I think Spain should probably send this. I think it could work for juries as well as be Spanish enough to, to capture a tally vote as well without, as I say, moving into those areas of caricature. Look, he's an uh, established performer. I'm a little bit worried about how this would come across live. It's a very wordy song, obviously, but obviously he does rap. Um, but I don't know. I still feel like, oh, will this be able to keep that wonderful momentum in a clean way? which can be quite difficult to do. I think, like, it's not comparable, but even, like, Soldy wasn't as wordy as this, even though it was quite a wordy, rappy, singy song. Like, mm. it's probably the closest thing I can compare this to. And that can work, but it's always a big question mark if it'll get over there. And, look, it's a genre that not everyone's going to like. It didn't do as well as I was hoping. But I do think it can capture a lot more people than, than uh, you would expect. Yeah, as I say, I think this one should do pretty well, I think, in the selection. Could be at the pointy end come the final. All right, the last one we want to talk about with this selection, we could talk through them all, but we will just cut it down to three. This one is Tancho Geras with Terror. sure if it is a genre but it should be but hyper folk dale <laughs> is something that uh, is seem, seeming to uh, creep into eurovision a bit nowadays what did you think of this one seems to be getting a big reaction from fans yeah we included this because it is the number one on my eurovision scoreboard with fans it's number one in the odds at the moment it came fourth with the team um so it did pretty good i must say that the two lowest voters in the team are sitting before you in front of these <laughs> microphones yes so but look i want to look at what i think obviously is working for people and the things that I liked about it. Um, it, It's a very authentic song, right? Where we talked about the number one song, um, your favourite, that, you know, cookie-cutter Swedish thing that just (laughs) happens to be in Spanish. This is... This is their own Spanish folk thing. You can't say that this is not authentic in that way and is dripping in it. I thought I thought the chorus of this is really um, dramatic and kind of can be quite catchy and memorable. So obviously people are enjoying this. It's a genre that is popping up. Can't say it's for me at the moment, but I might go into the drawbacks in a second. All right. Well, I do, again, I like the modern take on the traditional here, so I'll agree with that. Personally, I don't like the chorus. I think it's just far too repetitive. Ah, la, 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 ah, la, 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 ah, la, 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 not cutting it for me. Um, it is almost a, a, a Tulia meets Goa kind of situation for, for Eurovision fans out there. If you haven't heard it, look, this is obviously going to have fans... I can't say I'm particularly one of them. I think it gets a bit heavy in the production and a little sort of ham-fisted. But I can see why people like it. Yeah, look, I was the only person to give it zero points. Um, I gave it one. You gave it one. (laughs) Uh, To me, it's it's quite a flatline actual vocal song. And I agree, even though I like the chorus, it's because of probably the dramatic instrumentation rather than their vocal part of it mm-hmm. it almost feels because it's trying to meld something where you say that kind of Tulia versus go away it's kind of ham-fisted in the middle there somewhere this overproduction trying to give it that oomph that go away had which was basically edm folk this is not edm and that's why it worked for go away 
this is not folky in a sense of being very traditional and like, you know, running around a forest or whatever. I, I just feel like it's in this middle thing trying to be a folk go away song at Spain. And I just think people often will go, wow, it's folk. Let's go for it. We've seen this so many times before. Um, Kum, um, Es Amoeba. Yeah, by Madara. Uh, there's <laughs> a, a bunch of songs in, in um, Vidber. So many times people love this and I love that they love it. I just, it doesn't work for me. Flatline, dislike <laughs> it, hope it doesn't go. I'm begging the juries to do their job and bury this. <laughs> bury it hard. But anyway, Dale, some people do like obviously, it. Obviously, and this is what we love about Eurovision exactly. in the team. Obviously, it did very well. This We have different opinions. Yeah, look, it is a personal opinion and you know I'm not particularly a big fan of it, but I can see why it has appeal for some people. And maybe live, they'll bring some magic to it that's being hidden in this probably overproduction of it. So I'll always reserve judgment until we have a live. I think it's going to change my opinion on nearly every song in the Spanish lineup because there are so many good songs. Yeah, absolutely. So we're very much looking forward to those live semifinals, 26th and 27th of January for them, through to the live final on the 29th of January. Now, as I say, we could have gone through all the songs on this one, Dale. It's such a good selection. Yeah, look, I mean, Azuka Moreno, a big shout-out to them. They were in Bandido 1990, and they came second place. Uh, in our team and they come back with a banger I have to say Chanel's song is fantastic you really liked um, that Rigoberta oh, Rigoberta liked hers yeah like so we could go on and on there's something for everybody there go and listen to the selection if you haven't already okay my tomorrow morning we have the first live national final of season 2022 this feels like the real kickoff no no disrespect to czech republic that was a video thing into estonia this is live performances it's festivalia kungus for albania we've got 20 songs in the lineup really looking forward to the show absolutely normally we would have uh, albania being our first song we've already mm. got two songs i know <laughs> such an odd year but uh and obviously held back a little bit i think not to clash with junior eurovision uh so we will be kicking it all off in tirana this week Yes, so we obviously have the 20 songs. Um, we are going to preview a couple of them now, look at the main favourites and try and maybe have a look at who could possibly take out the title and book their place in Turin 2022. Let's start with the Aussie Vision team's winner, Mike. Who was it? It was Ronella with Secret. <laughs> Well, Ranella's got quite the banger this year, and it does seem to be banger versus ballad, as it often is at Thick. Now, we have spoken about um, these songs before, but let's go a little bit in depth here. Uh, these banger-type songs, Mike, have often not worked in Albania in terms of winning. Matana, Sonia Malaj a couple of years ago. 
Do you think she could win it? Do you think there's enough there? Oh, I definitely think she could. This is, this is, I think, in the running. And from what we can see from the rehearsal so far, looks like they've put quite the spectacular behind <laughs> her. Um, there's going to be a lot of people on stage. Um, look, I think this does lend itself, this song, to a spectacular live performance. Mm. And if that's what the judges are looking for this year, then, yeah, I think Renella's probably going to be the standout of that bunch. I'm really hoping from the live that we see a way for her to bring this uh, song together more because when I heard it in your studio, I was like, well, this is for live performance because it was a little clunky at stages and I think even people who say they love the song go, mm, yeah, it's a bit clunky or the people who don't go for it a bit like, look, it's what I love about Eurovision but it's a little bit too clunky. What I've seen from the rehearsals, it does seem to flow. I like the choreography. I like what she's doing with the parts which are flowing into each part of the song. So I'm actually feeling a lot better about the song from the little bits of live we've seen so far. So I'm really looking forward to saying it tomorrow morning. It'll be all about the fit judges. They are very, very hard to pick what they will go for. Mm. Um, quite often, the Western ear is not what they're looking for. And I think this one probably lends itself more to the Western ear. She definitely has thrown a lot of more traditional elements mm. into the song. There's that, I don't even, we need to find out what that instrument is. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> someone described it as an Albanian bagpipe, but it's something a little <laughs> bit like that. But it, it, I think it's giving something, it's throwing a few bones to the judges but also something that is working at Eurovision these days so I don't think it's a bad move and obviously um, the team loves it fans love it it's always been between two songs hasn't it yes uh, and I guess we should talk about that other one that is one of the favourite style it's Alban with Fege <laughs> has been one of the big favourites coming in. We have seen some rehearsal footage. I'll describe it as patchy, Dale. That's what I will call it. <laughs> but he will still go in one of the favourites for this competition. What do you think? Yeah, look, I think it's a very exposed vocal and it's a very big vocal. I think we've all heard the song or most of us have heard the song. You know, it's relying on him being able to deliver this big, powerful, emotive you know, throaty vocal. Um, I've seen some rehearsals that sound really good and go yes smash it you're gonna probably take out the title see some other ones are like oh i'm not sure now i'm a bit worried so i think it will really come down to the performance on the night for both of these two and obviously there's a couple of nights to consider because um fit goes for the three days uh what are the judges going to go for if someone's a little bit off are they going to be okay with that or it's very hard to tell but i think they feel very even at this stage i don't think anyone's jumped out from the rehearsals i don't think there's been a massive difference maybe Renella's risen a bit maybe Alban's just dropped ever so slightly well the song certainly suits the fixed stage doesn't it it brings the requisite traditional elements the drama for the live performance so i think all the ingredients are there it's still on the modern side of things that can be shunned by judges sometimes and I always have been a bit worried about the vocal. From what we can hear in those rehearsals, he's very much at a hundred, yeah, a percent when he's singing, and it can sound a little strained. Hopefully, he gets it right on the night for his sake and everybody else's. I'm sure he probably will, uh, but it, it it does. It's not easy to listen to in that rehearsal uh, clip. Oh, I think you're being harsh there. I'm poor Alban. I think I'm being a realistic. Though. Oh no! Look, I would say if you look at a form guide. 
the Alban song would normally win looking at how things go at Fick. However, I think he's definitely left the door open for Vanilla to take out the title here. Now, we also went out to our Patreon uh, subscribers for our podcast jury. Now, they chose Alban rather than Ranella, like the Aussie Vision team. We've got a few little comments here about Ooh. why people chose Alban. So we'll start with Rebecca, and she says, look, as someone who always goes for a banger over a ballad, that she's no more surprised than anyone that she's actually chosen Alban's song, loves his voice, the build, the story, and the music, the drama, and three minutes flies by. Wayne, he's going for Alban as well, the drama of the song. Um, and if he can hit those notes, he will be able to absolutely sell the hell out of it. Big if. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Chris says here as well, saying, really surprising myself here with the ballad vote. But I think Alban has a more coherent song and a jury bait vocal. Also, Dan here as well. And I didn't say these words. He did. I choose Daddy Alban. He has one of those voices that sound like it really hurts his throat to sing. But I prefer the song to Ranella's, even though hers has a lot more Eurovision elements to it. As long as it hurts his throat, not my ears, Dale. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, David here as well, he says that there's something special about Alban that you can't buy. That voice is majestic as well. And it just blew him away. There's also got to make a shout out here to Jordan, Michael and Justin Paul, who actually preferred Secret um, and said that the different elements they really went for, that kind of incoherent kind of sound to a point, worked for them. But for a lot of other people, it didn't too. So a lot of people saying, hey, I was really surprised and not this normal song I go for. I would normally choose a banger, but I went for our barn song. So that says to me the song is the right song. It's all about the performance. Definitely, definitely. Also, Albania haven't sent a male performer since 2018 when we had Mol. So um, maybe that might work in his favour as well. So the last one we really want to talk about here, Dale, is one that caught the fans' eyes. Plus, we think it might still be a a bit of a contender here. This is Marud with Pedric. Okay, before we talk about Marud's song, let's just hear a little quick clip from an interview he did with Kyriakos about his song. You mentioned on Twitter, uh, it means uh, I've gone to hell. Um, Now, in the song, uh, you have so much emotion in your vocals and you can hear that um, those lyrics really come deep within your soul. Uh, What's the meaning behind the song to you? So this song was actually written immediately after FIK last year. When I did FIK with Nasev Des, I was really devastated by how everything went down. I wasn't really happy with the performance at all. I felt bullied by every kind of directions. Like when the show was over, I was everywhere. People were calling me a woman. People were doing interviews on TV talking about me even though I wasn't there. So it was just like a lot of pressure and I was really depressed for that entire time. So as soon as I thought it was over, I went into the studio and I tried to use that sort of emotional state that I was in to create new music. And I wrote this song. It was sort of a dedication to everybody in the past that I had a relationship with and uh, who had an impact in my life. And it's mostly me just saying um, sorry for the times that I fucked up and for the times that I messed up. And I was um, basically a mess. And no matter what happens, no matter what happened between our relationship, I will forever love you and I will forever have love for you. 
So it's mostly like a dedication to those type of important relationships that I have had in my past. And it was, it was just a time that I took to reflect on the past. And I really got inspired to write that. Well, really interesting to hear that that song came out of Fick from last year. And obviously a lot of things you know, surrounding him and pressures coming out from there. Yeah, it definitely sounded like he didn't have the best experience at FIC 59, definitely. Um, obviously a challenging contest all around for everyone, performing outside, etc. But you're right, those external elements, the sniping that he copped and things like that, obviously he took that very, very personal and has drawn that inspiration for this year's song. So, yeah, look, I'm glad he's back and don't shy away from the bullies, etc. Mm. Come back stronger and better and, and there's a part of me that really wants him to do very, very well here. Yeah, we often talked about Marud and his representation for queer people, particularly in that region and particularly in Albania. And I think obviously, yeah, once you stand up and do that, there is also the effect that it is going to, you know, have an impact on you. Oh, for sure. You, you can go and, you know, be great and be an idol in that way, but it's not going to leave you. Those words aren't not going to hurt. It comes with a price. Yeah. It comes with a price, and that price can be very personal, and he's obviously felt that personal price. What I like from what I'm hearing from this is that that I think that he's going to take that emotion into the song. I really preferred his first Festival in Kunga song where it was a really lovely vocal, really lovely ballad. And I think this is going, this song is going back to that. And I think there's a real strength in Marud when he does that. And so potentially we could see something that if he delivers a really good vocal and there are question marks about the other two, hey, stranger things have happened. I don't see it happening, mm. but I think he could he could do reasonably well. Yeah, I'll be with you on that one. I'm glad he's gone back more to the ballad than the upbeat sort of stuff because I think that's probably where his strength is. As often the case is in Albania, there's not a lot of other songs that are probably putting their hands up to take out the title. We haven't had a massive surprise for, you know, as long as we've been watching it too. But there's a lot of great songs in here. Is there anyone else that's going to jump out and potentially take the crown, Mike? Um, well, very hard to pick. It's always very difficult with Fick because obviously there's no tally vote. It's just judges. So when they're handing out the awards at the end, don't be surprised if we're all drop-jawed about who's getting the awards. Um, look, Old, older males tend to do fairly well with they this stuff. They always do. They're always some <laughs> random old dude. So keep an eye on Dennis, the old, uh, the operatic singer, you know, with his uh, song about Mother Albania there. He might do pretty well with the judges. And I guess maybe the other one is Samir. You know, again, he's got that very traditional thick kind of song. Not particularly my cup of tea, but might do very well with the judges. And there's a bunch of great female songs in there as well that are kind of mid-tempo poppy. One will jump out, one will do okay. But yeah, it's really interesting. You never know, like we thought Innes last year was probably going to take out the title. She didn't even make the top three. She didn't even turn up to the result ceremony. That's (laughs) how dramatic it gets. Exactly. Even Wayne from our uh, Patreon subscribers, he actually said Innes would have wiped the floor with everyone this year. So Mm. you can still see some people aren't over it. I'm not over it. She would have won this year, I believe. (laughs) But, hey, that's what you're going to get from Albania. It's a great show. It's really interesting, but it's very hard to predict. Yeah, absolutely. Check your local guides for what time it kicks off because it will all be happening there in Toronto. Well, we're a local guide, Michael. It is meant to be 9 p.m. Central European time, which is 7 a.m. Australian uh, time from Sydney and Melbourne. However, often they say that and they start half an hour after ads. So just watch out for the Aussie Vision Net social accounts we'll let you know we'll give you the stream details so just watch out for that one all 
Dale, so what other news do we have at this point? Well, during the week, we did get the Romanian artist and song names, not the actual songs themselves. 45 at this point. Gosh, there's 45 <laughs> Romanian songs to go through. We're not we're not ranking them, Dale. We're not oh, ranking all Hey, we have a four, I think. I'm so putting my foot down on behalf of the team on this one. <laughs> Look, there's one name that we've got to mention here with his uh, Cesar, or Cesar, mm. from um, 2013. That's with him. It's My Life, the operatic falsetto <laughs> Dracula-inspired. Yes. Big fan in Australia. He's um, changed his image, though. He doesn't look like that anymore, does he? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't oh, been following his career since 2013, I'm afraid. Gosh. But anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. There's a lot of other interesting artists among them, but we'll bring you news when we get it. Also, Sheldon Riley from Australia Decides is going to be singing his song on New Year's Eve at a concert. So hopefully we get footage of it. I don't know what's going to happen, if it's going to be released. We're just going to get some grainy YouTube footage of it. But we'll do our best to bring you whatever it is. But we did hear a little snippet this week, didn't we, Mike? Yeah, it sounds like he's got good drama. I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. And it will be the first songs we will hear in its entirety from Australia Decides, unless somebody jumps the gun before him. Who knows? We've got a few days, don't we? Go for it, G Nation. Release, release. <laughs> and we've also got, of course, talking about New Year's, Mike. What is on New Year's Eve? Uh, ESC 250. Yes, it's the annual countdown of the top 250 songs as voted by Eurovision fans played on ESC Radio. An absolute blast and I tell you what, with most of us not really shouldn't be going out at the moment with a lot of things going on, maybe it's the thing to listen to. Yeah, it might be the year to stay home with everything that's going on around. Yeah, so tune into that one. It's always a great evening. Okay, Dale, let's wrap it up there for the show this week for our weekly update. We'll have a lot more to talk about, plus another Eurovision song next week. Yes, I mean, we never know if it'll be the final version of Albania or whatever the case is, but look, it's going to be a very exciting week coming up. Thanks for all your support in 2021. You know where to get us on our socials, and of course, you can subscribe to Patreon, where we're going to have bonus things like the full Marud interview this week on there we'll have the details in the show notes yeah thanks so much for everything in 2021 guys and let's look forward to a new fresh year bring on 2022 see you later bye 